Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Willie King. Stocks rallied last night, building on their strong November gains as markets put newfound optimism on new U.S. inflation data that could lead to the Federal Reserve wrapping up its rate hiking campaign. So let's take a look at how stocks have traded last evening. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed higher by 1.4% to end at 34,800 points. The S&P 500 closed marginally higher by 1.9% at 4,500 points. And the Nasdaq jumped by 2.3% at 14,000 points. So leading the rally was the technology select sector, Spider Fund, which tracks the tech stocks in the broader S&P 500. Shares, for example, shares of Tesla gained more than 4% in the fund. Bank stocks such as Bank of America and Wells Fargo, the top U.S. mega banks, jumped on the hope that the, U- that the U.S. economy could skirt or avoid a recession. Shares of Home Depot, which were up nearly 6%, came on the back of better-than-expected third-quarter earnings, which led the gains for the Dow. The CPI was flat last month, while economists expected a gain of 0.1% month over month. So this gave optimism into the market that the Fed could finally end its rate-hiking campaign for good. And while the 10-year Treasury, which shocked investors by leaping over 5% in the previous month, came below 4.5% following the soft inflation report. So what does all this data mean and how do we make good of of it? For more insights, we're joined by Alexander Morris, Chief Investment Officer at FM Investments. Good evening, Alexander. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm in Washington, D.C., so it's good morning from Washington. Or good evening here, I guess. Good morning to you. Yep, good evening. So... We are talking about, you know, U.S. actually came out with their inflation data and it came out sort of in a soft um, mode here. What stood out for you? What was most important is that it was soft and it was predictably soft. It wasn't that far off consensus, right? Only sort of a rounding error away. But historically, when inflation comes down, it comes down much faster than the consensus or than intuition would normally allow you to believe. And that's a handful of factors, but generally it, it takes an incremental step function to get from a central banking perspective, all of that uh, money out of the economy. But once it's out, it has a pretty sudden impact to prices. And we saw that happen, which is good because that kind of allows us to recenter ourselves to some of the historical norms that make investors feel good or at least confident in their forward-looking projections. So looking at how inflation data is, there have been talks about inflation not going back to its previous 2%. What do you think going forward is the normalized inflation for the U.S. economy? I think the Fed has made very clear that two was a, is a target, and they'd still like to keep to it. I think they're going to have to accept a number somewhere between two and three and a half as a working hypothesis. Anything below two probably is doing too much. Uh, anything above three and a half starts to flash the warning lights, and hitting something in, with a four-handle again will cause a much more severe intervention. And the Fed has, has learned this time around that taking an aggressive stance to rates did work. It took some time to work, admittedly, but between that and their quantitative tightening processes, they were able to have the effect they want on the economy thus far without breaking too much. Yeah, I mean, the Fed has done a pretty good job. I mean, he has managed to actually bring inflation down from 9% last year to about, you know, 3 three over percent. How long more do you think, I mean, now is where the tough period is going forward, where inflation, you know, bring down to their target inflation rate of 2%. How long more do you think this could actually take before we could see the Fed reaching that target inflation which they are hoping for? 
I think there's, there's two bits to that question. The first is how long will it take to get to two? And if the Fed stays aggressive, the answer is probably not that much longer, you know, a quarter or two, and, and they'll be there. But then the, the other back end question that comes up is when would the Fed start reducing the interest rate? And I think the answer to that is longer than most expect. Deny some of their credibility that they work very hard to build. And the second would be putting it back up would have this sudden reflationary effect that would mean they would constantly be trying to push the economy down by varying the interest rates. And, and I think they would rather have a slight overshoot where they could then revive things than risk constantly having to intervene because that's not really where they're comfortable. They're comfortable guiding policy. They're not comfortable directing every stage of the economic cycle. Talking about policies, Everyone is talking about a U.S. government shutdown. Are you expecting a U.S. government shutdown? And how will this impact markets? I don't expect one. And I say that sitting here in Washington, D.C., where I can look and see a handful of the folks who are going to make that decision, just uh, an eye shot. But I think the reality is it it doesn't benefit anyone to have a government shutdown. And politicians have a a sixth sense in general for avoiding the things that will prevent them from being reelected. And government shutdowns are just, they're not popular. There are many folks who go without paychecks. It dominates the news cycle. And in general, the party who's in the majority in the House is the one who's blamed. And in this case, particularly with an election, you know, 12 months, 11 and a half months around the corner, neither party wants the bad press and it doesn't have any upside to anyone. If it were to happen, I think the the economy would take another little hiccup, uh, which might actually help the Fed achieve some of its goal. But we have to remember that in every shutdown, afterwards, the government has made good on all of its debts and paid interest on it. So this is, would just be a reallocation of timing of when money is paid. There'd be no net savings, but it would be a massive distraction to many for, for as long as it would go on. But that said, I, don't, I think the government has no interest in allowing that to happen. So recently, there's also Wall Street some of the mega banks you know, came out talking about their interest rate forecasts. And what was interesting, I mean, you have Goldman Sachs, you have Morgan Stanley and even UBS coming out to talk about their range of forecasts while UBS have spoke about how the US Fed is expected to cut rates by as much as 2.75% next year. That's almost four times the consensus. What's your take on the outlook of rate? What at peak rates are rates going to fall to as much as what UBS said, or are you leaning towards you know what, um, for example, Goldman Sachs talking about their rates cutting by as much as only a one and a three quarters percent? I'm more on the Goldman Sachs view here. I think the Fed has made very clear that higher for longer means exactly that, and they'll they'll look to do nothing up until this the CPI print, and we'll look to get some, you know, deflate um, some further inflation numbers and some employment numbers in December, if those are good, meaning they are continuing the trend the Fed wants to see, we don't see a rate hike. If they're not, I wouldn't be surprised if the Fed decided to take that last incremental 25 basis points because it's probably not going to have much negative impact, but it does give them an extra cushion that they could cut in the future. And they've realized not raising when they had the opportunity to was a mistake. But I think the 275 basis points cut is a bit aspirational uh, for credit conditions. Uh, that, that would be a pretty sudden change, and that mm. would put a lot of uh, credit and a lot of money back into the economy in a relatively fast pace, particularly when 
Fed futures, which historically have never been right, but they're the best bad barometer we have, are only looking at a 50 basis point hike by the end of the second quarter. So that would leave a point and three quarters in six months, which would be a pretty sudden decline outside of trying to stave off a massive recession, which I don't think we're in line for. Mm. We have been speaking with Alexander Morris, Chief Investment Officer at FM Investments. Thank you so much for your insights, Alexander. Thank you. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.